baby, good baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Happy, happy Monday. It is August, I believe, 28th, and we are back one more again for another season of Black versus the Board of Education. And we already cut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you all. And, you know, I, I know last season, for the last couple of seasons, we've been going around and we've been getting some introductions, but I wanted to do something a little different. I want to do some check-ins. I want to know how you're feeling, what's it, what you're feeling like, how was your day, and all that good stuff. So um, I'm going to start with Jalen. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Uh, my name is Jalen. Um, <laughs> I just started school uh, last Monday, um, so... Just tired, just trying to get acclimated to my new schedule of uh, four classes. You tired, though? Yeah. It's a lot? Yeah, because it's accounting. It's a lot of numbers. <laughs> just, just, That'll do just it. Just constantly numbers and big numbers and money. And it's like the money is like the talking about money is cool. But when you got to just figure out accounts payable uh -huh. and debts and all bonds uh -huh. come on now what we doesn't stress you out it, 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 oh, it good is. lord okay well i'm glad to see you yeah. welcome back miss keila come on with the ponytails on the top of the dome okay okay uh, how you feeling um i'm going i'm good though overall. i don't know what that means i'm going what does that mean content. is that a feeling content. oh content okay i'll take that yeah okay um i got good sleep last night so i'm energized must be nice yeah okay that's not normal <laughs> but oh yeah i'm go. feeling good though let's go okay perfect adrian how you feeling i feel good i slept great uh woke up cleaned oh you know so i felt productive today okay like so today. what you clean your bedroom or it's my a room? kitchen just my room just just your room I don't go past the room. Oh, you don't go past <laughs> the room? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Must be noise. It's not my jurisdiction, sorry. I feel it. I feel it. Melissa, how you feeling, love? I feel good. Um, school started back. School actually started on my birthday. So my first day of school was my birthday, which is always fantastic. So uh, have calculus homework and had a calculus test the first week. Um, so I'm also just tired and I'm ready to get it over with and graduate. Yeah. Melissa yeah. started her senior year. She is no longer my baby on the podcast. She's she's almost grown. I'm feeling some type of way. So you said on your birthday, well, happy belated birthday. I'm Thank so you. happy to see you. The hair is aspire. But I have to ask you really quick because somebody keeps moving your camera and I'm about to pop them in a minute. Um, can you talk to me? I know we sent you to see Taylor Swift. How was that? That was the best experience of my entire life. I could literally, I could spend all of this episode talking about the Taylor Swift concert. I had the best time ever. I thank you so much. It was amazing. Me and Maya had a really great time. Uh, I sent you some videos, but there are a lot of videos where the camera <laughs> camera footage is not visible. You can't see because me and Maya are screaming and jumping up and down, screaming so loud. Pretty sure my mom could hear us from down the street, but it was amazing. <laughs> 
and Tyler, I had a really story, good time. Her story was nine yards long, and I watched. <laughs> her story was nine yards. Yes, like that's all. Can we talk about that? That was crazy. It was like click, 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 click. Oh, I wasn't yeah. on social media. I, I was. No I idea. wanted to see it for her because she kept talking about. <laughs> I knew it. I got the text messages. I didn't get. I didn't even see the uh, social media. So that's what's up, Melissa. I'm so glad you had a great time. Thank and you. it looks like Anaya is popping in all the way from Washington D.C. Well, no. I don't have my air horns. I need my air horns. Where are you? Thank you so much. Um, you're popping in all the way from Howard University back for another season. How are you feeling, love? Um, happy to be back. Getting adjusted to college, but I'm good. <laughs> so when you say you're getting adjusted, what do you mean? How 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 is it being away from home and being able to, you know, wild out if you want to? How's that? Um. Well, personally, I don't really like parties, so I'm kind of like it's whatever to me. So I've been mm -hmm. good with that. Um. I do miss home like every day. I get a little sad, but oh. it's okay. So you're dealing um, with homesickness? Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's normal. That's absolutely normal. But how are your classes? Are you enjoying your classes? Are you, you know, enjoying the atmosphere? Like, talk to us about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, campus life is great. My classes, they're not bad. I am very lucky, I would say, because I get to take my, um, like, I get to start taking my psychology classes now. Okay. And kind of get to see how I like that, as well as taking my, like, regular classes that are required. Uh -huh. So classes aren't too bad. I space them out well. And, yeah. Okay. okay. Hey, Miss Tawana, it's good mm -hmm. to see. I well, good to see you in the comments because I can't see your face, but it's glad I'm glad that you're back as well because we got a lot to talk about because people been wilding out. I just have to let y'all know. Um, I've been on social media these last couple of days and I'm just flabbergasted at the amount of smashing grabs I'm seeing with young people all over this country, especially oh, in California. That, I don't yeah. know what the hell is in the water, but our young people are oh. wilding out. We had something at Del, Al Del Amo in yeah. um, oh, yeah. in Southern the California and then mm -hmm. uh, Bay night. Street in Emeryville. People are just wilding out and there's a lot of fighting. Have you guys been seeing that? I heard. A little bit. From what I heard, I heard that they made, I think it was like Prop 47 made it not a, a, a law if it's under 950. Mm -hmm. so, well, are you saying they made it Well, it's not a non-arrestable yeah, offense? Yeah, I think it's like a misdemeanor, misdemeanor now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. instead of a felony, if it's if what you grabbed That's and stole crazy. is under $950. Mm. And I see that they're developing a task force out in LA to kind of start trying yes, to address some of these smash and grabs, but I'm I'm more concerned. I mean, and, and you know, I'm always concerned about our, our young people out there wilding out and um, making themselves easy targets if people want to say open fire. Right. Or people want to deal with them harshly. I'm always concerned about that. But I'm even more concerned with the viciousness that I'm seeing in all these these fights that are occurring. What do you guys think those are attributed to? Like, I mean, some are just ended. I mean, y'all are back in school. What the hell is the problem? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Melissa, what do you think it's attributed to? I have no idea because I've been seeing it and it's weird and it feels, I don't know if it's something about, I don't can't even say the time we're in because I don't know what's changed, but it feels like something's different and I don't know what it is, but it seems like all of these things are, like you said, you're seeing more and more of it all over in little pieces. I have no idea what it's about, honestly. 
Adrian, what you think? Why are everybody so damn angry? What's going on? Only thing I think of is possibly the environment. Um, where you grow up, sometimes that's all you know. So when you get put out into other situations, your first instinct is to assault or defend. Mm. What should what should be the the punishment though? Or do you think they should have a punishment? Like who's holding who accountable at this point, Anaya? Um, I don't know who's holding anybody other than like higher ups, but uh-huh. yeah, I don't really know why people are so mad. Like Melissa said, I don't know what changed. I don't know what sparked this, but there's a lot of stuff, or I'm just hearing about a lot of stuff happening over and over, just back to back. Like there's no break in the violence. Mm. Jalen. I think it just comes down to everything is getting way more expensive to live. Oof, I was gonna it's say just that. getting. Mm. Like gas is five dollars. So it's just like everything is skyrocketing. Rent prices are going up. Prices of groceries are going up. Gas prices are going up, and people are just trying to find ways to survive. That's that. That's what I can attribute like the stealing to. But the fights, on the other hand, is just I. You can't like how long can we say it's pent up aggression from people being inside? Yeah. So it's like, how long do we give you guys the grace of? Because that's, we've been out of lockdown for two years, pretty much, almost. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how long do you need to acclimate yourself back to pre-COVID? And stop doing the foolishness of, oh, well, I have all this pent-up aggression from being inside, not being able to do anything. Now, okay, well, we can give you that for the first year. Mm Mm-hmm. School, especially school, we give you that for the first couple of years, but it's like a lot of you guys are going to your third year post, like back in classrooms, and y'all still doing the same things. Yeah, and I think that you know, at some point, we have to start looking at holding people accountable mm-hmm. and stop making excuses. Yeah, there is no excuse to go into an environment and act like a savage, like they want to tell us you are, yeah. and for folks like us who are fighting for these kids in the school system, when you go out there and you show your behind, what what leverage do you leave us with when you actually ha- need somebody to advocate for you? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't go out and, and just be a heathen, <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better word. And I love our young people, but that's totally unacceptable. And I saw an older gentleman, and he was in the middle trying to break up the fighting, and they were assaulting one kid. It's like, 15 kids on one kid. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? What What are you thinking, Keela? What's happening? Um, I kind of was reading that comment, and I kind of was going to agree somewhat. Mm-hmm. With Miss like, Tawana's comment? Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like anybody kind of just, like, at this point, will go viral for kind of anything uh-huh. and will do anything. So, uh, like, either... It's that clout thing we talking about then. Like, I yeah. was I was on Instagram a couple days ago, and this girl, she was, like, stealing, um like, diapers from Walmart and, like, putting everything in her bag and like this girl was literally recording her following her the whole time and then like she got caught or something but it's just it's rough out here and then on top of that to be doing all that is crazy should their parents face charges or should their parents be held accountable at this point Mm. how old are you that's a slippery slope because is it are they minors or no that's i'm like how old are you are you talking about this 
this. I'm talking about these young people that are being dropped off at these places by their parents and cutting up. Should the parents be held accountable? I do. Because what? I do what? I do think they should oh, be held accountable. Oh, you think they should? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, you he do? Because like- <laughs> uh, this situation makes me think back to that uh, incident that happened in New York mm. where, I don't know if you know who Kai Sinat is. Oh, yes, uh, when he did yeah. the giveaway. Yeah. Okay. Giveaway, bunch of kids came, started throwing things, breaking things, right. assaulting yeah, people, yeah. jumping on cars. And it's like, at some point, the parents need to realize what their kids are. And accountability is the only way. Mm. You yeah, need to watch people, your kids. Yeah, I was about to say, people don't care, though. Like, so, I don't know. Some parents are different. They'll let their kid do anything. Yeah, and then they should face the consequences if they don't want to you know, chastise their children, then we leave right. it up to the system who has always already shown so that what, they are not going to handle you with kids' gloves. And I want to get Melissa in here. What are you thinking, Melissa? Because I see you shaking your head. I think parents should definitely be held accountable, especially if they're minors, because you're a reflection of your environment and your parents are going to be in your, are your environment when you're a minor and living at home. So what you are doing on the outside is a reflection of what's happening inside the home. And that needs to be held accountable for. Do you think that's, but do you think that, because I know there's some kids who act a plum full away from the house. So do you think that really that their parents are allowing this or? No, I don't think they're allowing it, but being able to get away with certain things, even if their parents aren't allowing it, you are still in turn a reflection of your environment, whether your parents are holding you accountable for your actions or not. I still Mm -hmm. feel like, if there are some missing pieces that are causing you to act like that, I feel like it is still somehow connected to your environment, whether the parents are knowing about the behavior or not. I still feel like even if the parents aren't being charged, but still held accountable, like your child did this, you need to hear about it from authority, something like that. Mm. So what do we do about the the parent that's never, that's never at home, but their, but their kid is like all like in the, like say, for example, their kid is in the streets, but their parents working in is probably only home for three yeah, hours out of the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And and I, I still go ahead, Adrian, I'll, I'll let you go. I was just going to say, but you're still a parent at the end of the day. Yeah, you're still responsible, regardless if you're at work or whatever. You're still responsible for your child until they hit the age of majority, which they tell us in this country is 18. So regardless of if I'm at work, first of all, um, I would hope that my child would have enough sense not to go outside and embarrass me. Right. right? But if they chose to do something um, that is embarrassing, um, I would expect them to try to hold me accountable for that. You know what I mean? So I, I just see it as, you know, parents, we have to get a handle on our children. If we don't get a handle on them, we're telling the authorities or the powers that be, that you will go ahead and you deal with them. And we've seen from history, they will not handle our children with care, concern, and compassion. And so we should not leave it up to them. And I'll just leave that there. But um, this is Black versus the Board of Education. We're back like we never left. And I didn't get to introduce myself. My name is Miss Laureen. I am always the one in the driver's seat, unless I'm not. And then somebody else is. <laughs> and I am feeling okay. I'm, you know, I've, I've been looking at these news stories and I'm a little ticked off. Um, because it's like you never you, you can never really come up for air. Yeah. Um, the more that you try to, you know, we just the school year just started. 
right? And I already had an issue with one school not letting a child enroll. And that was a feeder, it came from a feeder school and there was a whole issue with that. And it's just like, can we just start off right? <laughs> can can everybody just, just kick it in and, and cool down? Um, a lot of these kids don't have order or structure at home. That's for sure. Parents are working. You're right. Um, and I think that, yes, we can acknowledge that my mom was a working mom as well, but I never went outside and started fighting with people um, for the gram. I just didn't do it. This generation is different. Um, and I think sometimes we need to get back to that spare the rod, spoil the child mentality. Um, I don't know who's raising these kids. I don't know. TikTok? Um, <laughs> I don't know why um, they're doing the things that they're doing, but it's a dangerous, dangerous game. Um, and it's going to have some consequences that they're not ready for. Um, and, and I just hate to see it. Um, over the weekend, it, it appears that there was some uh, another mass shooting in Jacksonville. So who has that story? One of y'all? Okay. Come on, Keila, talk to me. That's crazy. So. Oh, that clap was loud. Okay. So in Jacksonville, Florida, on Saturday, 21-year-old, um, they released his name, Ryan Palmeter. Killed mm -hmm. three people at Dollar General. Mm -hmm. And he shot a woman that was 52, two men, 29 and 19. Oh. And then he killed himself. He brought AR rifles and a handgun. And the handgun had hand-drawn swastikas on it. So the sheriff came out to say um, that he, the sheriff himself said the shooting was racially motivated and he hated black people. And he quoted, he wanted to kill and acted alone. He wanted to kill niggas? Yeah. Okay, and acted alone. Yes. And you can say that word here. We're not going to shy away from it yeah. because people use it and, and, you know, I believe in taking it back. So um, how are y'all feeling about that? Let me start with Anaya because she hasn't been talking yet <laughs> for a minute. Um, when I heard about it, I was disturbed, but at the same time, it's nothing new in this country. Hmm. Um, I did see Instagram post about it. And one of the comments was like, oh, he took his own life. Why couldn't he have just done that rather than killing other people? And that was a really interesting point to that. And that was one thing that kind of stuck with me mm -hmm. from something I read. But yeah, like I said, it's disturbing. Um, and I don't think it should be normalized. And although what I did just say, it's still obviously it sounds really like bad. You're, you're numb to it. It sounds like, you know, we, we're oh, yeah. desensitized. Mm -hmm. Is that the right yeah. word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I say that. Okay. Melissa? I unfortunately kind of feel the same way. Like we see, it's not, like Anaya said, it's nothing new. Where there's, seems like there's a new shooting, a mass shooting, whether it's a school shooting or wherever, every week. And it's hard to keep up with them. I didn't realize uh, the shooting Keila was talking about till she talked about the the hand-drawn swastikas because that was the part that I read that stuck with me. Right. Um, so it's really hard to even keep up with what we're talking about and what mass shooting, like even within the same state or same city. Oh, what day was that? When did that happen? How many victims were there? Because there are very small differing factors that can separate them from each other because it happens so often. Jalen? Yeah, I'm just desensitized. I mean, it's every day. Every day it's something in the news about somebody killing somebody or somebody's mass shooting or it's just every single day now. Um, 
and then when it comes out it's more information and then it's worse information mm-hmm. about swastikas and you it was a targeted attack and in a dollar general and then first you try to go to a hbcu mm-hmm. try to break into a hbcu oh i didn't was, hear that yeah, yeah he i tried to get to <laughs> I didn't hear that. He was go trying ahead. to he tried to break into an HBCU mm-hmm. first and he wasn't allowed to go on the campus. So then he turned to the Dollar General after. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he he had a whole plan out. Yeah. So and then security like, turned him around and was like, nah, you couldn't. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So it's just like it's it's numbing. I mean, sadly. How come these people just don't leave us be? Like, you don't like us, we don't like you neither. Go on, go play. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like the problem is black folks are some of the most forgiving people, right? And it's just like we're always asked to turn the other cheek to forgive, to forgive and forget, to forgive and move on. Um, and and I, I say it like, okay, we don't like you either. And I don't mean that facetiously. I'm just like, if you don't like me, I don't like you. You don't right. have to be around me. I don't have to be around you going about your business. Why what do you think makes somebody want? to go and take a life of another human being? And it's not a trick question. I mean, anybody can answer. Uh, what what type of person does that have to be? Because I've gotten pissed off a lot in my life. I have never wanted to kill another person. So what do you think? How, how does that, like, I, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I guess I don't really know how to word it. And I guess it would be like kind of like religion based. I, I don't like when people like they try to play God. Right. Yeah. Like that. That bothers so me. An executioner. Yeah. Like that. And I think that's the best way I could put it for my own thoughts. But yeah, people trying to play God is crazy because who are you? Yeah. And if you're so mad or so disturbed or so um, unhappy with your own life. So I just, I have a problem with people not considering other people. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. (laughs) Adrian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, everyone said it. It's like, when is it enough? And, you know, especially this is coming after DeSantis. um, And he's a whole fool, by the way. He got booed. He needs to get booed. Yeah. This is after he... um, Loosened restrictions on guns, mm-hmm. on getting guns. So, because both of his were registered, yeah, they yeah. were. He bought them legally. He bought them earlier that year, like mm-hmm. April. So that goes back to your question: is where, how do we know, or what gives someone the thought to kill a person? You don't know when you're selling them a gun. Yeah, because I got one. I still ain't never wanted to kill anybody. Now you right. come to my house unannounced and try to hurt me. We might have to see what that thing do, but. Um, I've never, ever thought of killing a person, like the finality of it all. Yeah. I just, I've never thought of that. You know what the Baker Act is? Tell me. So the Baker Act is he or she with mental illness that has refused or unable to determine. Uh, examination. Yeah. yeah. So for me, in that situation, clearly, obviously something wrong with him. And then, like, he texted his parents because he he was in Clay County with his parents. And he went to Jacksonville to do this. Like, he literally 
plotted it out. He texted his parents at like one something PM and was like, okay, I'm about to go do this. And then they tried to contact, but obviously it was like two hours later. Mm. So it was just like, are you in on it too? Like, wait, how old, how old was he? 21. And he had a four year old daughter. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. And the Baker Act is basically uh, the way that I kind of understand it is mm-hmm. it's the same as if you're going to court and you plead insanity. Yeah. Uh. So basically you refuse. Um, there's there's reasons to believe that you have mental Ill- illness and you have uh, uh, thoughts of self-harm or harm to others. Mm-hmm. But you um, you decline. Right. Medical attention. Right. So are you saying that that's why did why is that part of the discussion? I don't understand. Because that's what he claimed. He, he was a part that. of it. Yeah. And then in 2016, he was a part of a domestic case, but he's never like had anything to do with that either. Like it got brushed off. And so this is what we're talking about when we talk about privilege. Right. right. Um, I don't know anyone that's melanated <laughs> that would have been able to decline and plead and say, you're not mm-hmm. just not like, I don't understand um, the, the latitude one is given um, when they've already had some things that are kind of like, should raise some red flags. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why nobody looks at them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My thing is not like if you go like the background checks, they don't have, they don't do background checks in Florida. Right. No. So, if they were to do a background check, then you would see that he was. Well, DeSantis wouldn't get a gun either if they looked in his background. That's what I'm saying. Like, self, if you do a background check, you would see that he's under the Baker Act, and the Baker Act literally says, "I like people have thoughts of self harm or harm to others." It's just crazy. So that's part of a background check. Well, I, or it could be. If, or, I, I think it could. I think be. it should be. I think it could be because I mean, if it's because I might be writing a bill. I don't know. I'm playing. <laughs> I don't know. It seems yeah. like it to me. That's yeah. why I picked this one too. I needed more like in depth. I literally was like looking into this for like an hour and a half. Like I need to know everything. I found out tons. Like I was like, bro, this man was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing we can say or do to bring these young people back or this older person whose life was taken by this fool back. Um, but we can send love out to those families and express our condolences um, as a podcast team and family. Um, there's it, it's no making sense of it, right? There's there's nothing we can do to make sense of it, but um, our heartfelt condolences go out uh, to them. Uh, what you got? What you was looking at? What story? What's happened since we've been away? We've been away for some time, uh, yeah. getting our lives together. There's been so many changes over here and we'll get to MB Saturday. We can talk about that just a little bit of how we're trying to tackle the mental health um, and also the substance use uh, amongst uh, adolescents together as an organization. But um, what, what stories did you look up? So I found a story, another story out of Florida. Will you, will you microphone just a little bit? Oh, you know, Charlamagne says all the crazy people are from Florida, yeah. <laughs> Florida and Texas, but go ahead. So it's coming out of Burnell Elementary School. Um, the teachers there decided to hold an assembly for only the black students of the fourth and fifth grade class. I saw that, I saw that foolishness. Too. And in that assembly, they said the black students have been underperforming for the past three years mm-hmm. and bad grades or good grades lead to college while bad grades lead to getting shot, killed or ending up in jail. Right. 
And I'm laughing not because it's funny, because I would <laughs> I would flip over so many tables, y'all. <laughs> so and and <laughs> so they thought that this was a good idea, right? They yeah. obviously thought we're gonna call all the black kids. We they didn't tell them what they were coming for, but they did call them into the assembly to talk to them about their low performing um test scores and uh, their assignments and um what I find very, very interesting is everybody looks at the children. Nobody looks at the teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm. If they're underperforming, are you under teaching? Yeah, I just have to yeah. know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I think it all comes down to teachers personally. Accountability. If we're going to hold these babies accountable, we got to hold these adults accountable. And I want to put a pin in it real quick because I see Miss Jada has decided to grace us with her presence. She had her first day of college today. Where's my air horn? Air horn. Air horn. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and and she's been, <laughs> she spent her time in traffic. Do you, so do you want to check in real quick so we can get back to the discussion? How you feeling? What's going on with you? Um, I'm, I'm not too much just here. Glad I made it. There was a lot of traffic, two car accidents. Don't know why. Um, but other than that, it was a hot first day. Walked around everywhere. I'm gonna have some crazy thighs and calves after this. <laughs> you scoot there? You got a scooter, right? Uh, I did it. I used it for like the first class and then I put it back in my car because I looked like I, I felt like I looked like an idiot over here talking about some. <laughs> when, when, when she told me that, I was like, girl, you not about to use that. I don't know what you're doing. I am going to use it. Really, was, they were like, oh, you shouldn't care. You shouldn't care because I'm not walking. I've still felt like I look weird. I'm not going to hold y'all. <laughs> well, well, we're glad you made it. Uh, we are talking about Burnell Elementary School and them having an assembly for the fourth and fifth grade black students talking about their low test scores and what they need to do to uh, be more academically sound students. Um, and so who whose responsibility is that? Is that the kids? Is it the teachers? Is it the, is it the administrators? Whose fault is this? Melissa? If they were really concerned, they would pull the parents in and talk about how their students and their children are performing. If they really cared, they would talk to the teachers and the parents and everyone who is supposed to care about students to make sure that they are actually performing. And I want to know how they singled out all of these Black kids in their class to pull them out for an assembly. Like, did they say all the Black students stand up? and come with me all the black students don't go to your class go to the gym or wherever we're having our assembly at like you never talk directly to the student negatively and you should never talk about a student negatively in general but i have had teachers talk negatively to me and that just like gets so under my skin like you do you never talk to a student negatively and if you are actually caring about that student performing then you would talk to the parent to make sure and then you would talk to your staff and your teachers like when i was before i was while i was homeschooled and then i went into public school worst years of my life i was underperforming because of the teachers and because the Mm -hmm. teachers were catering to the white students and not to me that's why i went back to being homeschooled i so if you are actually concerned about the way that students are underperforming or performing then you would talk to not the students because the students are learning from the teachers. It's not about the students, it's about the teachers and their environments possibly at home. So you need to check all of your boxes before you talk to the student because that's a last resort because then it could go into um, learning disabilities and things like that. And even still, that is a conversation you have with parents first. Talk to them. 
talk to him. I agree. Anaya? Yes, I agree too. I was going to say, I think teachers are held accountable. Um, to take on this, I guess, is I think that students also perform better in classes if they feel comfortable and seen mm -hmm. by the teacher. If I don't feel comfortable in your class, why would I want to do the work? Why would I want to listen to you? Why would I want to be there? So I'm going to show that I don't want to be there. And at the same time, that doesn't fall on, that's not my responsibility if I'm not, well, it's not entirely my responsibility if I'm not performing well. As a nine, 10 year old student in elementary school, that's from the teacher. And why, I don't understand why it's just, how are you pulling these kids to talk to them about the data that the school has without their parents' right. consent? Why was that not an adult conversation? I'm not, I'm nine, I'm nine years old. Why are you talking to me about that? I don't, I don't, that's not my conversation. And if this, and on what Anaya was saying, while well, you're talking to these nine and 10 year olds about data, if they don't understand what's going on in their class, what makes you think they're going to comprehend this data that you're talking about? Like statistically, all of these students are not performing. They're not gonna care if they cannot understand fourth and fifth grade math or reading or anything. They're, what makes you think, so that was just purely for humiliation then, because mm. they're clearly not understanding anything that you're gonna talk about. And I, I'm gonna put an asterisk in that and I'm gonna say allegedly, right? Um, the problem that I have with that when we hear that black students are underperforming, the first thing I'm going to want to see is I'm going to want to see your discipline data. Are you keeping them in the classroom for them to get the lesson in the first place to then be able to execute on a test um, that you're giving them? Like, it's crazy. And my understanding is that the children went home and told their parents they were pulled in. None of the adults ever mentioned to the parents that the children were going to be pulled yeah, in. Parents didn't know. Yeah, and that's what I think is crazy because... Who are you to take my kid out? And then on top of that, you're going to disrespect them. And then they're going to come home crying to me. Oh, okay. It's, in, it's insane. But I still want to see the discipline numbers from that school because I think those would tell us what's really going on. If they're not in the classroom, if you're kicking them out of the classroom because you have not developed cultural competency and you don't know how to deal with brilliant children who do not learn a, B, C, D, maybe they go A, Z, Y, X, W, Q. Like maybe they don't like sitting in a desk all yeah. day. Maybe they have to have, you know, maybe they are learners, the people that learn with their hands. Maybe yeah. they learn audio, audio, right? There's different ways that our children learn and to say that they're underperforming on your test. First of all, are those tests the type of tests that they would understand if they lived in specific environments? Or are those tests the ones that are just basic like i need to know what we're talking about and if they're underperforming i 100 agree with all of you it's time to start looking at your teaching core are they competent weren't you the one that posted that thing on instagram and it was that black guy talking about it and he was talking about the test scores and how it's only been around for like oh you're talking about uh ernest crim yeah yes I, that was me. I Because I liked it too. And I thought, I was like, wait, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And Jada's still looking uh, like, what's wrong, Jada? Talk to us. The way that they handled the situation just showed their level of competency. And it doesn't, and it's starting to make sense why these kids may be underachieving 
what made you think that I, the best solution is to talk to the kids about statistics? I don't know. It just, it was like, you thought that was a good idea and you're questioning why they're underachieving, but yet I, I can see what, I can see who the problem is just by that, because you thought that was the solution. Instead of talking to some grown adults about their children, you thought, let me talk to the kids and maybe they're going to get it. Oh, okay. And wasn't that the same school that offered them incentives like fried chicken and something else if they were oh, to bring yeah. up their test scores? They said chicken or I forgot what it was one more thing. Yeah. I know it was chicken though. I do too. I and remember. it was something else that they offered as an incentive for them. <laughs> yeah, they passed their te- they passed their scores or whatever. That's so crazy. Like, who are you? They who don't are know, you, girl? They don't I'm- know. I mean. Go ahead, they're seeing themselves because they want to talk about how the kids are the problem, but you're literally showing us that you're the problem. I don't know. It's just very contradicting. Uh, yeah. All right. I, I will <laughs> say the two teachers and the principal were on paid leave right now. As they should be, but it should be unpaid and they need to think about. Matter of fact, if the kids can <laughs> figure out the word problem that would restore their salary, I think that they should get it. How about that? He said fried chicken, though. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Fried chicken, though. I'm just saying, because, you know, all black people eat fried chicken, you know. Sounds like a microaggression <laughs> from some grown adults to me. Is that what it sounds like? I need to find out what that other thing right. was. Because I know it was too insensitive. I feel like it's going to pop up in my head during this. Right. The other one better not be watermelon. It better not well, be watermelon. I mean, if you think that watermelon <laughs> is a problem... Don't come in here because I've been bringing watermelon all week. <laughs> I had some yellow watermelon up in here trying to get everybody to eat it. <laughs> Jalen, what you got for us? I got two. Well, I got two stories, but they're both from Mississippi. Uh-huh. Um, and they're both about the, the the foolish police that they got out there. So uh, earlier this year, but it's recent because the, the police officers got charged. I mean, they just pled guilty. Earlier this year, six Mississippi officers tried to cover up torture of two black men where they raided the home um tased them and then used sex toys on them for 90 minutes sorry what oh (laughs) i'm sorry what yes uh and then one of the and then they were playing around with a gun i mean the the officers were playing around with a gun put it in the dude's mouth and then shot it uh miraculously the guy um survived but um 90 minute torture session um, and then another one just happened, uh, want to say two weeks ago, a 10 year old was peeing outside oh, he of, was arrested, yeah, right? and, yeah. and detained. Yeah. So, and yeah. this is the same thing. He got fired though, that officer, yeah. cause he obviously was mentally unstable yeah. and he needed to lose his job. And he was, arresting and he was a 10 year old for peeing And he was outside. the backup though. So hey. first of all, it was just the, <sighs> the um, yeah. the officer that was on site originally was just like, I'm just going to give the mom a warning. Mm-hmm. And then backup came and he was like, no, we're arresting him. And then detained him. And then threw him in a cell. And then released him the same day. Where was he at? Huh? Where was he at? Where was he at? The, gu- the boy that beat. Oh, it was in Mississippi. Where? But like outside? Like oh, outside yeah, it was outside. Yeah, it was outside. Sure. Like he, 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 his mom was meeting up with the attorney or something. And he was in the car and he asked his sister who was in the car. He was like, is there a bathroom in there? And the sister said, no. And he had to pee. So he just got out and just... To go pee, 
and got arrested like for children it. do like and children i've seen do. i've seen grown people do that on the side of the road that's, when we had to use the bathroom i've done it so it's real life i've done it and i've never been threatened with arrest yeah um so if that's against the law <laughs> okay so um, mississippi is, is wilding right now <laughs> melissa mississippi burning what's happening <laughs> yeah i don't even know what's happening right now if we want to talk about people peeing outside talk about drunk white women coming out of clubs if we're being oh, real yeah. let's talk about yeah. that okay um, i don't even know how to process any of this information this, yeah, it's it's a lot. i it's a lot. you went from two stories it was a lot um so the first day to fix your face yeah. so <laughs> just to recap for the first story they raided the house and tortured, and the tortured black them <laughs> and then told them to go across because they were in um they were in a, a majority white um area and they told him to go across the bridge to Jackson, which is a majority black area. So then it was just a lot. Was, that whole situation was crazy. <sighs> I just want to know why this depraved mind, yeah. people with depraved minds are in, are employed. Oh, yeah. And they called themselves the goon squad. Well, yeah. they definitely are goons. They called themselves the goon squad. And have then, they been arrested? Yeah, they're, they just pled guilty. Amen. For civil rights charges Won't and attempted murder, I, I want to say. I'm going to need, uh, Tevin, so what I need on our soundboard, um, I need some type of uh, sound that denotes dumbness. Like, like I just need something, like, I don't care where you get it. Maybe Gus from uh, Cinderella. Duh. Like, I need something <laughs> yeah, it was... because it is so bad. Like, the 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 yeah. sheer ignorance. Um, it's just mind-boggling. Jada, you still have this look on your face. It's a lot. I'm, I feel you. I'm not sure what's happening over there, but talk to us. Dude, you caught me so off guard with the sex no. story. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> was, like yeah. I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, it, it, it went from zero to 500 so fast. I couldn't keep up. And then a little yeah. boy peeing and getting arrested. It was I was still stuck on the first one. I'm like. I know. What? And you wear a badge and you walk around and call yourself protecting and serving the protecting public. And serving, but you just, but you just, <laughs> you just, you just rape somebody and you're protecting. Yeah. Something. Yeah. What is wrong with, no, I'm serious. Like he yeah. has to be sick in the forehead. Like, no, it was like four of them. It was like four officers. They raided the house. They illegally kicked down the door, and it was like four officers for two black men. And you know what that makes me think of, if I'm being honest? It makes me think of the practice of buck-breaking that they did during uh, slavery. Yeah. Like, the depravity of the mind of of some some people. Um, that's what it makes me think of. Um, and if you don't know what that is, go ahead and look it up. Um, buck-breaking was really um, used really to... I want to say emasculate mm -hmm. and embarrass black men um, so they wouldn't um, be able to fight and he defend themselves. Basically, emasculate. Yeah. Um, Lose their manhood. Yeah. Yeah. Take away their manhood. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was okay. When I seen okay. that, I said, whoa. A lot has happened since we've been off of here. I said, whoa. I'm not going to lie. Like, like look like seeing police officers just killing our people has just been enough for me but now you out here raping folks what is wrong with y'all yeah. they've been doing that y'all yeah. put on a badge and think that you're invincible what is going on oh and then, like, oh. And then they tried to cover the cover-up was they said it was a um a russian roulette game gone wrong excuse me that was me? that was their cover-up 
the police was like, okay, this was a Russian roulette uh, game gone wrong. Were they willing participants or not? The black men. Oh no. Okay. No. Okay. Meli- I mean, uh, Anaya, what are you? I see you in the camera. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like talking. I'm, why are y'all playing games on the job? I'm confused. <laughs> Ain't y'all supposed to be working? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> okay. That that's all. Like, let's think about that. Why are you playing games on the job? Like, perfect. Why are you playing Russian roulette? Like, we don't give y'all guns so you can play some freaking games. Go serve and protect. What are y'all doing? Like, what? No, they didn't play. That was their cover-up. That was... <laughs> that was the cover-up. That was the cover-up. That's yeah. a terrible cover-up. They're yeah. talking about some... No, no, we didn't do it on purpose. We just decided to play with our guns. And, like, I don't... Like, bro, this is, like... Yeah. Oh, my but God. Look at the hand gestures like yeah, you was, do. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like they really thought that that was gonna cover it up. Like, no, no, we didn't mean to murder somebody. We decided to play with our guns. And like, I don't know. Like, they thought that that was like ten times better. I, I don't know, bro. That just. Uh... Thankfully, he did survive though. The dude got shot him out. Did survive. I am so. Super, like he has trauma. PTSD. Oh, yeah. not... Facts. I was like, what in the world? For me, y'all treating them like a bag of flesh, like just to play with. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Yeah. What they've always done, and you, you, what? <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say, Keila? I don't even know. Okay, I, I was gonna say for me, I think I don't want to say it goes into a darker place, but it's just more like, what are you doing? Are you bored? Have to be. What are you doing? They're collecting a check while torturing people and and but exert, also fantasizing their them, author, authoritarian. Uh, charge over them right everybody wants to be able to be in charge of somebody yeah and i think again this was a process of butt breaking which historically has gone down the line in different ways and in different manifestations where they they love to see the terror in our people they love to see the tears they love to see our families torn and ripped apart they love it and they get off on it that's what i believe you i mean you can I mean, argue with me but yeah, this story, nah. that story the story confirmed it for yeah, me like sense. literally everything you just said like that that's really sick yeah man melissa you got one we'll go to one more story if you got it if you can't think of nothing we can, <laughs> i can turn it something more like i know uh, i do i have a story i also looked up the the fried chicken thing from the previous story they offered them chick-fil-a so that was the yeah it was chick-fil-a i looked it up because it was gonna stay in my okay. brain okay so, what is that compressed chicken <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Chick Fil A is. Compressed chicken. Now Jada with peanut oil. Now Jada, <laughs> you like Chick Fil A, Jada? Yeah, I take Chick Fil A. We like Chick Fil A. Okay, but don't we offer do, that to me though. Like that's, what? That's not a flex. I'm saying in that situation, don't offer that to me. What? I'll be. Boy, bye. A plus on my next test. You got me. <laughs> I said I'm studying extra hard. Not you disrespecting me. Melissa. I'm going to get Chick-fil-A. Tell them to bring me Melissa, my money. what's your story? We got <laughs> this man. <laughs> we're, not, we're not plugging them on this show <laughs> until, until, huh? until we get a deal. We're not plugging them no more. Don't say it no more. Bring me my Don't money. Say it. Okay. Well, All right, wait. Melissa, what you got? Y'all are so terrible. Okay, so I have a story um, that is actually not in the United States. Out of France, there's a story about a shooting that happened in France that left residents rioting. So on June 27th of this year, there was a 17-year-old boy 
uh, who was shot and killed at a traffic stop at Point Blank Range by French police. And there were riots that came after the injustice that people compared to the aftermath of the 2020 riots after George Floyd's murder in the U.S. And I found that really interesting because many people try to argue that racism is only a problem in the United States, but that's clearly not the case. Like, even when we talk about racism in the United States, people will try and say, well, that's only a U.S. problem. Or even if you try and talk about it in different countries, they're like, well, it's worse than the United States. But really, like, it's it's happening everywhere and that needs to be talked about. And the article touched on that. And there was a quote that said, I can't think of a country in Europe that has more longstanding problems of police racism and brutality. So France is like the number one country in Europe that has those problems, which I thought was really interesting. Mm, That's an interesting quote. Uh, And and that's why I thought it was interesting because I'm like, where is that coming from? I don't know, but they better look in uh, some parts of Italy and find them missing stuff that they stole from the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, They better find that missing stuff that they got in England, that that uh, royal family has been living off of the blood, sweat and fear of African people for years, uh, centuries even. So let's not let's not be disingenuous. Let's 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 not do that. Um, So that article is very, very interesting. And. Um, One of the parts that stuck out the most was, unlike the U.S., France doesn't keep any data on race and ethnicity as a part of its doctrine of colorblind universalism, which, what do you guys think about that title? That's a nice title. Doctrine, what is it now? Doctrine Doctrine of of colorblind universalism. <laughs> very big words. As that just makes it sound really official. Yeah, we don't we we don't see no color over here. We just walking around colorblind. That's how we know to stop and go at at red lights. But we can't see color. I get it. Doctrines. Every time I hear that word, it's just I don't like it. Doctrine. It just makes it. It, it sounds real official. Yeah, right? it just sounds just like. like mm-hmm. and <laughs> We gonna come up with a BVBOE doctrine. How about that? <laughs> Thou shalt not try us. <laughs> be number one. How about that. But it, it clearly has it clearly has no weight to it because there are constantly these things that are happening. They're not as talked about, or at least not as talked about over here. But they're still happening. And the idea that everyone is treated equal or should be treated equal is clearly not happening in this case. And the idea that racism only happens or specifically anti-black racism only happens in the United States because of slavery isn't correct because where did it come from? The Europeans. Mm-hmm. They they colonized America. They took us from Africa and brought us to America, but Europe, the Europeans, it's literally in the name. Like it is stemmed and rooted over there. So although mm-hmm. this is where they built it up, all of that, those ideas are still over there. Mm. I mean, well, I have things to say, but I'm going to hold my tongue. <laughs> Why are you going to hold your tongue? Because, man, it's just so crazy. It's just like every every place that, that we're talking about, it's a clear uh, mental imploding going mm-hmm. on. Um, the um, The bridge from reality is is getting muddled (laughs) 
and it's separating from the land. And it's just like, I need y'all to pull it together. There's too much foolishness going on. Um, and to think that folks would only assume that racism happens here. What I would say is you go see the black folks that live in that country. They'll tell you a whole different story. Cause even if it's not um, outright racism, it could be subtle racism, right? It could be things um, where you're not being allowed to be in certain places based on the color of your skin. So it's just like, yeah, all of our stuff, it seems to be more overt here. There's some covert stuff that's been happening a long time. And let me stop. Okay. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's been happening a long time. And we're not going to keep going down there because I want to get to some good stuff um, because we have like eight minutes left, maybe seven and a half minutes. Um, Shakari. <laughs> Shakari. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, she came and and she did her thing on the 100 meter dash and then she came back to by the the four by one they just out there showing out in the way that them folks turned on her and she was able to keep her head up high like we do and come back and win it all is a testament to that young lady's resilience even though i really hate that word because black people should just be left alone but it's a testament to her resilience so i want to just shout out to young shakari who didn't let the world turning on her turned her into somebody else. So big shout out to her. I wasn't even expecting her to win. Shakari, Shakari, Shakari. I heard Shakari. I heard Shakari. I don't know. Whatever her name is, she did a thing. And I'm very, very proud of her mm -hmm. uh, because she was, uh, they were trying to talk to her. She said, no, thank you. <laughs> kept yeah, walking. No, they didn't even shout fill her lane for real. Like <laughs> until like she was passing the people up. They was like, oh, hold on. And they got the end of it. Yeah, she's like, uh, no, thank you. I don't want to talk. No, thank you. No, thank you. As she should. Um, and it reminded me, it gave me that Marshawn Lynch vibe. Like, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I ain't going to talk to you. I'm just going to answer right. uh, one way. So shout out to her. And then I have to give a big shout out to a friend to the podcast, Denzel Perry, becoming the school board president of Compton Unified School District. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mm -hmm. have my... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we had him on the podcast when he was running and y'all grilled him real, real good. And then he spent a year as one of the members. I believe he was the legislative rep and now he is the school board president. So big shout out to him. I believe he's the youngest in Compton's history to hold that, that title. So big shout out to him. Um, because we love to see people doing big stuff. And I know we're going to be going out there soon because he's having an event. Um, as soon as Tevin finishes the flyer that he's supposed to uh, finish, uh, we'll be able to announce what we're going to be doing in L.A. pretty soon here. Um, and then um, I don't know how many of you know, but also a friend to the podcast, Miss Charity Chandler Cole, released her first book. And I did not bring it in here, but it was right in my hand in my office. Um, it's called Stranger Danger. If you have not gotten that book, please get it. Uh, we will be hosting a book club uh, and reading it together. And it's about really taking a look at these people that are in positions or of authority or power in the child welfare system and how they be, can become the most dangerous people that our children come into contact with. Um, and she uses her life story to kind of detail what's going on in the child welfare system. And so we will be having her on the podcast to talk about her book and um, about her life. Oh, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Stranger danger. Where's the, Tevin, get this on the camera. I mean, Tevin's going to do his job real quick. There you go. Hey, Stranger Jane. Isn't that a beautiful cover? 
I just love her. Um, so she's going to be stopping by to talk to us about her book. And we're going to just have a, we look forward to having a great season, right? We got yeah. a few people scheduled to come back. I know Jordan, um, what's his name? Jordan, Malcolm, Malcolm X Academy, Jordan McGowan. That's right. He wants to come on back and talk to y'all again. And oh, that was um, before me. I don't know. I know who you was talking oh, about. Oh, Lord. Why? See, that's was, why he was looking like a deer in headlights. You like, see him? <laughs> Jordan who? Okay, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> but Jordan McGowan, he's going to come back and talk to us about what he has going on. And we have some other things up our sleeve that we want um, to get people in front of you. Um, I, I look forward to talking to Dr. Luke Wood, who has become the uh, president of Sac State. Oh, no. Um, stingers up. <clears throat> um, and so yes. we'll be having him on. And as you know, he's uh, written a lot of the uh, co-written a lot of those reports that we use in schools to talk to them about their disproportionate discipline of black children. I am just waiting for him to drop the newest report because as I told him in the room full of people that we were with, I'm, I have to keep my foot on Elk Grove's neck. Um, Elk Grove is a habitual line stepper. They've been getting on my nerves now for about six years. Um, and I'm not going to stop until they realize the error of their ways and they start treating black children like human beings. It is my reasonable service. And even if I wasn't being paid for it, I would do it for free because they've tried it and um, they have their new report, their new uh, suspension expulsion report coming on September 5th. So I expect y'all, you all to be there. And if you can pop in virtually do that too, um, because we there's some things we have to talk about. And don't be fooled by the data. You know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, yeah, black students are the lowest, um, I'm sorry, the highest performing group in terms of suspension and expulsion. But then they'll do this trick bag and say, but 15, we, well, it's higher for the foster children. There's 15% of them being suspended. Um, and there's only 10% of black kids being suspended. But what you will realize is they never disaggregate, meaning separate that data to tell you how many black students are foster kids. Yeah. They'll never tell you how many black students are homeless. What they will tell you is, oh, our disadvantaged youth, our foster kids, and our um, homeless kids are other high sup suspended populations. It's hard to trust uh, percentages. Absolutely. Because if you look at 15% of 356, I think that's what it was on the California dashboard. That should be about... Um, I'm about to pull it up just, just so I'm clear. Because we have, to, we have to learn how to read data and to interpret data. We, they can always use it on us and give us a trick bag. Um, and we'll believe it. Because, I mean, why wouldn't we, right? Because they're telling us and they must be right. Um, I, for one, don't believe 42. that. 42? 42.7. Okay. Let me, let me see. So. What did you say? 42 points. Uh, I thought it was nine. <laughs> I, I you thought what, <laughs> what, thought what was nine? I was trying to do the math in my head. Uh-huh. And I just guessed. I threw a number. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I all right, accountant. Why it doesn't want to tell we me? Don't, we don't use those in the So county. now it's acting all crazy. Yesterday, I pulled it up. Okay, here it is. So we go to climate. If you've never been on the school dashboard, school dashboard is an incredible tool. You can download the app. 53. Um, I, so I if you I'm look at this, so the suspension data. If we're going to listen detail. to this. <laughs> so uh, the very high, there's a very high category. And I don't, I don't know if you guys can see this, but very high African-American students, foster youth. I don't yeah. know if you can see this. 
It's like we're spilling tea right now. Right. So <laughs> don't don't just look at those. These are the numbers that the school districts report. And now you know about self-reporting. They can report anything they want to. So even their self-reporting data is horrendous. So if this is only the only thing they're reporting, imagine what's really happening on your school campuses. So foster youth, homeless, those are the three categories. African-American, foster youth, and homeless in the very high uh, level. And then the high level, let me see if I can get to this. So when it says very high for foster youth, we're talking about 350 students, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, 351 students at 15.7% suspended at least one day. Then you have African-American, 10.9 suspended at least one day out of 7,110 students. Which one has more students being suspended? That's about 700. Yeah. 700 as opposed to what was the first number you gave me? About 52. 52. But they'll tell you, oh, well, our foster data is worse because it's at 15.9%. Always look at the numbers. So with that, y'all, what's wrong, Melissa? What's wrong? What's wrong, <laughs> when Melissa? You're, I, sorry, but like when you're trying to hold them accountable and asking specifically about Black students, but then they bring up, oh, well, this group of people is higher. Why are you bragging about another group being higher in a terrible area, an area where everyone needs to be taken care of? Why are you bragging that or trying to take heat off of one topic when that topic is also not good. Those are not good numbers they're at horrible. all. They're horrible. And done. what they're going to do, because I know them very well, like the back of my hand, is they're going to try to do a victory lap. Well, I'm going to throw a, a monkey wrench onto the track um, because what we're not going to do is pat ourselves on the back for the terrible job that we continue to do in this school district. We're not doing it. And so uh, you remember at that thing, Luke Wood said that, you know, Dr. Wood said that uh, there are some school districts coming out saying that the numbers aren't accurate, right? Mm -hmm. These are the numbers they self-reported. Because yeah, <laughs> even with the numbers they self-reported, it was basically almost 800 to 52. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're so, going to go by percentages but instead of like raw numbers, like 800 to 52. Yeah. So, you know, we got some work to do. I'm looking forward to this school year. I'm looking forward to this podcast and being back in the driver's seat. We got a lot to talk about next week, and we hope that we will see you here. We are Black versus the Board of Education. We're going to take it out of here with the wave. Uh, Jada, start us off. Come on, Anaya. She's like, I'm going to figure life out. Melissa. Oof. <laughs> Adrian. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet.